Alrighty then, what's good you guys? Um, this is your correct here, and in this podcast episode, I'm going to be teaching you guys how to set up your Android phone, for those that don't know how to do so, um, which is, surprisingly, you'd be surprised that there's a good number of people that do not know how to set up an Android phone, especially those that are migrating for Apple or um or some or some users um that um, um that may that may be of a higher age range who um are still getting a good technical feel for things in the tech world and so this is specifically for you um there are also some people that just don't have a phone i i guess that's i don't know it might be one percent but there's still there's some out there that don't have a phone and don't know how to set it up so in this tutorial, I'm going to be showing you guys features of your Android phone, more specifically up-to-date Android phones. For example, I have the Motorola Moto G Play, and today I'm just going to be giving you guys a down of how to set it up, some of the features that your Android 11 or Android 10 phone may have. And also, if you're running an older Android phone, um, there are some features that you do not have access to, and I will be able to list um, specifically which features you may need to consider upgrading to in the future if it's within your budget and it's within your necessity. Okay, so for standard Android users, um, this is basically anybody um, who uses Android. When you start up your Android phone upon receiving it, the first thing you're going to notice is a welcome screen. Um, it should look like, um, basically, it should have like an accessibility option and a next button and, all, and a blue background. That's what you're looking for when you set it up. When you're setting up um, your Android phone, you should first know where your micro SD card slots and your SIM card slots are. Here's here's my thing. Most phones nowadays will require you to have a SIM card slot on the side. More specifically, Motorola and Samsung phones. If you have a Samsung, Motorola, or some LGs, then and let me just pop off my case here for just a second so I can actually I can actually give you guys a better overview. If you guys have a Samsung or Motorola phone, then you guys are going to open up the side port by using a SIM tool to pop out a tray on most of them, most newer models of those types of phones. In other words, if I could pop this case off, and it's seems being done today, it's a very, 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 very difficult to pop off case. <laughs> being patient. Never mind. Forget it. Anyway... Um, you, especially with Motorola and Samsung, you should get a SIM card tool. It's basically a silver piece that look, that has like an end like a paper clip, but it's not a paper clip. It's got like an oval bezel shape at the end of it. And I have one of these, I have one of these in my room. Let me grab it. Let me grab it so you guys can see it. Or not see it, but you know, hear what I'm saying, and I can and I can basically follow along as I'm doing this. Basically, it has a oval bezel shape with a point at the end on one side of the bezel. 
you're gonna if you have an LG, Motorola, or Samsung, newer Samsung, most of them have SIM card slots. And there's a little tiny hole that's smaller than your microphone jack. As a matter of fact, it's it's way way smaller. Like they're like very tiny hole on the left left or right hand side. You're going to stick the tool inside that hole, push it far enough in, but not too hard. You're gonna hear a popping sound or a clicking sound. When you hear that, you can pull the the tray's gonna pop out on the side slightly. You pull the entire tray out, stick your SIM card and your micro SD card in, and then you stick the tray back in and push it all the way back in into place. That's how you'll get your SIM card and your micro SD card in. If you're on an older Android, like a Wiko, um, for example, or a CoolPad, or any other kind of old phone that might be used by Boost, Mobile, Cricket, um, Wireless, Straight Talk, or Assurance, then you'll mo- then your SIM card slots and your micro SD card slots will be a lot easier to access. And in and you know for those for those brand of phones for those cellular companies they all have micro SD card slots, as opposed to some U.S. cellular and Samsung phones that do not have a SD card slot at all and just a SIM card slot. And so for you, you will pull off the back of your phone. You'll have to take off a case if you have a case on. And in that case, you might want to pop the case um, off or keep the case off if you don't have it on already. You're going to pull off the back. There should be a little bit of a seam with an indent on the bottom right or the bottom left-hand corner. Pull that part off and then slide your fingernail around the edge until you hear the whole case pop off. You should see the battery and you should see um, where there's a micro SD card slot. And you should know that it's one of them because it will actually be shaped like a micro SD card almost. And a SIM card slot on the back of the phone. Once you pop both of those in, pop the case back on. And that should be no issue unless for some reason you break one of the prongs on it. Then you just might want to get a whole nother backing or a whole nother phone because at that point it's kind of useless. So be careful not to break the backing of your case. Once you put that back on, you're good to go. Now for the interesting part. The setup. Now, the setup is very simple. When you first start, the first screen is going to be a next button, and it's going to ask you to confirm some settings. Then you're going to have Wi-Fi. You set up your Wi-Fi, or you use cellular data if you have a SIM card. If you do not have a SIM card and you're just using your phone for, you know, like iPod usage where you just have to have Wi-Fi on it, use the Wi-Fi and type in your Wi-Fi password. You should also type in your Wi-Fi password if you have cellular data, but you don't have unlimited, and it's limited, therefore you need to use Wi-Fi most of the time. In that case, those two instances, type in your Wi-Fi password. If you have unlimited data and you just plan on using your data the whole time, or if you have or if you have data and you're feeling risky, if you have a limited data plan, then just use mobile data. Either way, most of the time you'll choose to use both. So you're just typing the Wi-Fi password. After you type in the Wi-Fi password and you go through the Wi-Fi, this is where it gets a little bit tricky. For um, people switching from iPhone and for people who don't have PCs or never had a phone before, most of you guys may not be may be familiar with Google, and in this case, you'll need a Google account. It'll prompt you to set up a Google account or log in with one. For, most, for 90% of users, you'll already have a Google account, so you just log in with that Google account. 
if you're from iPhone, then your contacts will not transfer. You'll have to have a Google account, and, or some phones may let you transfer your iCloud accounts, but there's a specific process. And I'll have to cover that in a separate episode because that's a little bit tricky because Android and Apple are at war with each other. Therefore, their processes are a little bit different. So if you're transferring from iPhone to Android, 95% of the time, unless you have a special phone, you're going to need to type in a Google account and you'll have to transfer your contacts manually. If you're going from Android to Android, then you're then as soon as you sign up with your Google account, as long as you have your Google account where it automatically backs up all your data, you should be able to just transfer your contacts along with it. Sign in with your Google account. If you want to add more Google accounts than just one, it'll prompt you right after to add another Google account. In that case, add more accounts, especially if you have data that's saved to multiple Google accounts, then you'll need all of them. If you, once you're signed in with Google account, it'll ask you if it's backed up to the cloud to sync your contacts. If not, you just type them in manually. If so, hit yes. If you're going to go in and copy your apps and data, it'll prompt you to do this as well. Do that. If you don't worry about spacing, because if you, have, if you don't have any space, I'm going to teach you how to... Um, do the SD card as internal storage as well. Because on Android, you can actually expand your storage unlike iPhone. And so with the SD card, you'll need to know how to make that internal. Do not format it as portable because you will not be able to install any apps to it, just photos and videos. If you want to use your apps with it, for example, my phone, I have mine set to internal storage. Then you'll use it as internal. It'll pop up as internal shared storage and then when you're in the storage settings in the settings menu it'll say however many gigabytes total of your sd card plus your internal storage underneath the device storage that's been used i'll cover that later once you've gotten past the google account screen and all your apps and data have been transferred you'll have some quick setup tips and whatnot occasionally and if you're worried about those pesky ads i'll show you how to remove those for those of you that are on older Androids, you may notice that you get a bunch of news, especially on Assurance Wireless, Straight Talk, and Boost mobile phones. You'll get a lot of news ads and a lot of ads in general. To get rid of these, there is there are two apps you need to remove. The first app is Online Plus. Online Plus, when you open up your home screen, will automatically send you to the news page, news feed, before sending you straight to your home screen. This gets annoying. So you're going to go into the Online Plus, press and hold on that icon, hit App Info, and on most apps, most app stores or app settings, it will require you to disable it. On newer Android phones, it'll let you uninstall it altogether. It's, this is Android 10 Plus. Um, if it does not let you uninstall it, you'll have to disable it. Disabling it will basically uninstall it. The only difference is that it will remain stored. So if you reinstall it, it all your data will come back. And of course, your annoying ads. If you want this, the ads to stay, which some of you, most of you guys don't, then just let it stay. Um, you can all. There's another app that you have to remove, and that is the default news app that comes with your phone. Not Google News, but most, but most news um, apps come up 
with your cellular carrier, and you'll know which ones these are because they will have generic news icons or in the online plus icons case, a circle with three lines above it. You'll notice these apps automatically because they will not bear Google's name. They will not bear your cell carrier's name. They will just bear generic news icons. For example, News Pop and Online Plus or News Break. Those, um, those will pop up automatically on your phone. You can uninstall those. You can also disable notifications for those as well if you're on Android 10 11, and it might do the same thing as to block your apps. As a matter of fact, I have tried that, I've tried that as a course as well. Um, so I should know. Um, anyway, after you've gotten rid of those pesky ads, you're going to need to set up your SD card. This is the fun part. On Android 10 and 11, in order to format your SD card, go to your storage by clicking on your settings gear icon, scrolling down to storage, and hit the SanDisk or um, whichever it should be named SanDisk SD card or any other SD card. Basically, it'll just say the name of the SD card, but you'll know what it is because you'll know what brand it's from. Then, click on the SD card. There should be three lines above all the storage that's listed. For me, I have rename, inject, and format as portable. That's because I've already formatted mine as internal. For you, you should have rename, inject, and format SD card. And when you click format SD card, you'll have the option to format it as portable or format it as internal. Do not format it as portable. It will remain the same as when you put it in because of the fact that it's already an SD card and it's already for photos and videos. You want to install apps, format it as internal because that's the only way you'll get your apps on this thing. Some apps based upon the Google Play Store, on especially on older Androids from older Android 9 or, or below or less, I should say, will not allow you to install it to the SD card. Why is this? Because they have to program it. 90% of all Spotify and all other apps that are new and on Android 10 and 11 will most likely download to SD card. In fact, just for, just for reference, the apps that I've installed since I got my phone, 95% of them, the, of the large file sizes that they have, TikTok, Minecraft, Word, Discord, Pandora, Sketchbook's Edge, Anchor, Candy Crush Saga, VLC, go to the apps section. And out of that, I have 18 gigabytes. So that's most of my apps right there. System storage will is taken up by your um, update files. That's your system files. It will not let you uninstall those because those are critical for it to run. The other thing you'll notice, if you have Spotify or another music app, then it will pop up in music and audio. For Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube Music, and Bandlab specifically, if you have um, downloaded songs and whatnot, they'll go to the cloud, especially with Spotify, and you will not have to worry about it taking up any more space than maybe 100 megs. If you have a default music app, or if you have another audio, a set of audio files, those will take up space in your internal storage fast, and you should move those to the SD card if possible. For Amazon Music users, you'll have to, before you even download your songs to your device, make sure you go into your internal share storage, your internal storage, as I, I should say, click on music and audio or apps, depending on what you have, 
click on the Amazon Music icon and click Change Storage to SD Card before downloading any songs to avoid having your songs and your app locked into internal storage where you cannot remove it until after you uninstall and reinstall it, making your downloads annoying to move. So make sure you do that first. For the rest of your apps, it's pretty straightforward. If it's an app that is defaulted to um, certain phones, then it will not let you move it. Specifically, Microsoft Edge, Google Chrome, Google, Google Apps, all that other good stuff will not let you move them. Games like Minecraft, some app, some apps from Xbox or something like that, like maybe Fortnite or Call of Duty, mobile, Roblox and whatnot, they will let you move them to the SD card. So it just depends on the type of app that you're using. I can guarantee you it's a 55-45 split. 45% of the apps in the marketplace will go to SD and 55 will not. Just telling you that based upon what I know. Now that you've gotten that out of the way, there are some important features that I need to go over for Android 10 and 11 and, and possibly future 12 and 13 users. First off, for most Android 10 and 11 phones, you guys have probably heard of 5G. So you'll need to know what some of these symbols mean. If you have LTE next to your data icon, you have 4G. But if you do not have LTE and you have a certain number of bars, then you've got 5G connection. Now, keep in mind, even though you have 5G connection on your phone, 5G doesn't roll out until it doesn't roll out completely nationwide until tonight at midnight, which means your 5G will still be 4G LTE until midnight um, as of 1-19-2022. After that, it'll be 5G for life if you have a 5G phone. Thank you, cellular companies, even though you're in discrepancy with airports. Just thought I'd point that out. Now, um, the other things you should be aware of is on Android 10 and 11, your Google Assistant will be on the screen by default. In order to tell it to say, hey, Google, you have to enable the permissions. Whoops, I did that by mistake. <laughs> If you want it to launch up Spotify or something, and you have premium, and you don't want it to be stuck with the free version when you launch it up via Google um, Assistant, which is basically the equivalent of Siri, what you have to do is you have to go to your accounts, and your and specifically it could, it actually yeah accounts Google services and preferences now. With your Google services and preferences, you're going to notice a bunch of stuff. One, you're going to have ads, autofill, backup devices, and sharing, find my device, and all this other stuff. And also settings for Google Apps. Settings for Google Apps is where you're going to go. You're going to have Search Assistant and Voice. And with your Google Assistant, you're going to click on the Google Assistant icon for settings. And it's going to have Hey Google and Music Settings. Hey Google and Voice Match have to be set up first in order to even say Hey Google. And music needs to be linked needs to be linked to the account. If you're it needs to be linked to your primary account, which means if you have YouTube Music or Spotify Premium or iHeartRadio service, then when you log in to your music settings on Google Assistant, 
you're going to make sure your account for Google Assistant is on the primary account. And then you're going to sign out of the free version and unlink it if you have a free account linked. And you're going to unlink your account if you have any other accounts, like any secondary accounts on your phone. You're going to unlink your premium account from the Google account that it's linked to. You need to do. You need to like log into each account to check this because it does take a while. Once you've done all of that, and it's very complicated, then you're gonna go into your default account and you're gonna link your Spotify Premium account with your primary Google account that is being used for your Google Assistant. In this case, it's my yocarrectedemo.com, and so just for a test, let me turn up the volume, or at least I'm gonna disconnect my headset, which I thought was already disconnected because. Plug it in to the um, charger, but it turns out it's not. I don't know why. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Now we're good. Now, let me turn up the volume and let me show you guys how this works. Hey, Google. Launch Spotify. Opening Spotify. See? Very simple. Now let's say you want to play a song. Hey Google, play Kick It by Jace from My Like Songs on Spotify. Here's Web Player on Spotify. And it'll give you whatever you want it to give you. We don't need that right now. Okay, anyway, um, that is how that works. Other features you need to know about is your widgets and whatnot, and you guys can look up these things individually via articles all over the web. Now that I've guided you through the setup of your new Android phone, there's one more important thing that you need to know about, and this is what services are available to you um, via your phone for older Androids, and this is very and this is very important. First off, all Androids will be able to connect to Microsoft accounts and whatnot, and you'll be able to link your phone to your PC via Microsoft as well. So that's the first thing. The second thing you, second thing you do need to be aware of is that um, no matter what, you're always going to have access to basically all 90% of the apps on the marketplace. The only apps you'll have to be concerned about with that will not work are any apps like Google Pay that require Android 9 or higher, or certain apps that are past the update cycle for older Android phones, like Xbox app or Xbox Game Pass or TikTok, for example, or, or Minecraft or even a bunch of games. And the other thing you need to be aware of is keep in mind that some phones may not be able to do everything. Like, my phone is very accessible and everything. My phone is one of the phones that does not have a home button. And if you're unfamiliar with how to um, change from not having a home button, if you want to go into your settings on your Android phone that does not have a home button to change it where you have access to the basic navigation buttons, you can go into accessibility, go into system navigation, go into the where it says gesture navigation and hit three button navigation 
what it'll do is it'll take that bar off the bottom of your screen that requires you to slot swipe up in order to go to the home screen. It'll replace it with buttons. There's a back button, a home button, and a recent apps button that are basically on-screen buttons, but that are visible. And if you tap them based upon their function, it'll let you do the exact same thing as the gestures, except you'll still be able to have that peace of mind that comes with knowing that you're not going to do a wrong gesture and end up hitting something you don't mean to hit or especially for older people um that are that are that are um, that are probably not as tech savvy but that are familiar with the familiar with this if you want to change these things to have on-screen home buttons i would recommend that because most because most people do not need to be confused when using their phone especially when trying to navigate from app to app let me do that for example i'm going to change mine and you'll see, and well, you won't see, but you'll you'll hear what I'm talking about. Okay, I changed it from gesture navigation to three button navigation. There's a circle icon, a square icon, and a backwards triangle. What those the backwards triangle is the back button, the circle is the home button, and the square is the recent apps button. To switch back to gesture navigation, and for those who are unfamiliar with the gestures, you swipe up from the white bar at the bottom of your screen and hold to go to recent apps and swipe up to get rid of them. You click on an app and you swipe up from the bar and don't hold. You swipe up really fast from the bottom bar to close an app and you swipe left or right to switch between apps. Say you open Discord and you open Google News, swipe left or right. So if I swipe right, I'm gonna swipe from right to left to go to the most recent app and from and from left to right to go to the previous app if I want to switch between apps, both apps, okay? Alrighty then. And I got a message on Discord. This guy was really happy to point him in the right direction on how to record his episodes. I, let me be clear. I have to say, this is the best podcast series that I've ever done. Well, all of my series have several of them going on at one time in the same podcast. Speaking of which, the HTML episode and CSS episode um, for the um, part two, it's going to come out very soon. I have not had a chance to really record it yet. I tried to earlier, but I ended up messing that recording up and botching it really bad. And then I had to go to a doctor's appointment. So I didn't, and I haven't been home since. So I haven't had time to record it with the proper equipment and whatnot. I will try and get to it as soon as possible. But for those that are wondering, I have to say, of all the people I've met so far that are also content creators, 80% of the people that I know that are content creators have been asking me how to create podcasts, how to do Discord servers, how to get software that they need to record their own content and podcasts. And I've been handing out recommendations like for crazy. Look, my friend literally just texted me like from five the 5M server TSDRJ. He messaged me on TSDRJ and messaged me via DM. And he was asking, how do I record content? I gave him rec- I gave him recommendations and literally he has an all caps, bro, thank you, with five exclamation points like he is so satisfied with um with his um with my responses and look for those of you guys that are asking me a bunch of questions on how to make content um i'm going to be doing some 
mini-series in the future as to how to get you guys the tips that you guys need to become successful at this. If you guys want to want more of that, I've got an episode planned right after this for LSPDFR, but once I get done with that, I may might start recording some additional episodes um, for those that are looking to create content. A five-part mini-series is all I'm going to do. It's going to teach you guys how to Find the software that you need. That's part one. Find the equipment you need. Find um, your target audience. Read your stats and also and also how to actually set up the tools necessary for your content creation. That's your accounts and whatnot. I'm going to be doing a mini series, five-part mini-series on that because I know a lot of you guys have a lot of questions for me on how to do that. Most of you guys want to start up your start it up yourself. I have a friend, Nilo Bombs, that I've met probably like twice or three times. He was trying to get into the podcast industry, and he finally got started after hearing me do it for a while. And I, he and he so claims he denies it that he got my idea, but I know he got it. For, he got it from me because uh, if he if he hadn't heard me talking about it, I'm pretty sure he would have never had a YouTube podcast series himself. And I and I and I think he attribute I think he attributes that to me, and he gives me credit for that. He just he just doesn't mention it out loud out loud because he he knows he knows how some content creators feel about that. But I completely understand. There's no there's nothing wrong with that. I completely get it that people want to follow like follow certain tracks of their own and want to create stuff like I like I have and whatnot. And then maybe maybe a coincidence. It might be a coincidence. Maybe a 45% chance is a coincidence. But even if it's not a coincidence or whether it is or not, it still still makes me feel good that people are actually starting to follow some of my trends that I've set by doing gaming podcasts and whatnot. And so I thank you guys for at least hearing some of the stuff that I have to say and taking some of it to your own um, content yourself. And so I thank you guys, and I look up to a lot of you guys. So I'm really proud of you for starting this stuff up. Anyway, you guys, I am your correct. I hope you guys enjoyed my little tutorial episode. I will see you guys in my mini-series and my LSPDFR episode. So, yeah, um, that does it for me, and I am out of here.